Hey, what's up? Welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. I'm Brad. And we are taping an intro for this episode. Taping on tape. Yes. I it was actually Rubber Tracks today recording a song for uh, a charity comp um, for the Flint water crisis. Um, so you're such a do-gooder. Because I'm such a do-gooder with Jamie Kilstein, so that should be that should be out now. Um, so check that out. And the bass uh, sounded pretty wicked on that stuff. Yes, Brad played bass on it, <laughs> and he killed it. Um, Brad's an, still an excellent bass player. Killstein, would have you killsteined it? I um, it's pretty it's pretty waffly. But no, it was good. Brad is is not confident with it, but trust me, <laughs> it sounds really good. It's a good track. Check it out. Yeah, support the kids. I don't think the kids are going to be able to listen to that track though. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, a little explicit, <laughs> but it's you know. It's a passionate issue. True that. Um, yes. Uh, so. So it's new, man. You look a little dogged. I was in Ireland. I got back. You got yeah, that hat? I've had a couple couple crazy nights. Chuck Reagan and Corey Brandon were here the other night, and I feel like I partied a little too hard with those dudes. You had to, like, represent Brooklyn? I had to represent Brooklyn. I represented it. Good job. I definitely represented it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I broke some stuff. I lost some stuff, but I'm still in one piece. <laughs> you, yeah, you look good. Yeah. Feel great. Um, you cleaned up your act a little bit since you come coming back from Ireland. I have. I've been trying to detox a little bit. Oh, Brad recently did a, a juice fast. I did. How did that go, speaking of detox? It was good. Yeah? It gets, I mean, yeah, it gets easier. Yeah. I do five days, which I just drink vegetable juice, nothing else. And, like, after the third day, you can kind of keep going. I did it, the last time I did it, I, I went, like, six and a half days. I just was like, Phew. you don't care about food, really, after. Do you get hungry or not, really? Yeah. But you can, I mean, you just drink a juice. Yeah. I drink, like, three or four juices a day. And yeah. I like, I like like, juice. It's like I make, yeah. like, a carrot. And I usually do, like, carrot, ginger, celery, maybe beets, kind of whatever's around. Interesting. And so I make some of them. I go out and buy some of them, depending on where I am. Yeah, but yeah, dude, it's like the third day. You just get this like kind of quietness in your head. It's like it's very relaxing. Yeah, I want to try it. It's the energy is it's tough with the energy. Like I wasn't. I didn't ride my bike to work. Okay. I mean, I actually did a couple days, but it's just after the like third day. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. <clears throat> but then I just stay. The cool thing, I usually do it. To, like, kind of launch, like, a month of health. Yeah. So, like, I kind of, like, going into the juice fast, I'll just eat, like, raw foods for, like, three or four days, stop coffee, stop drinking. And then this one I went for, like, two or three, like, three weeks after I was done, I kept, I didn't drink. I didn't eat any bread or any, like, refined starch products. And uh, I didn't drink. I, this last weekend was my, my wagon fall. Yeah. Yeah, I drank. And I have done so every night since. (laughs) Well, there you have it, guys. The key to how Brad remains so youthful looking. (laughs) Drink juice. Uh, Today in the podcast, we have uh, Steve Padula. I've known Steve for a really, probably probably about 15 years. Uh, Steve is a guitar player in Thursday. Uh, he's also in a new band called States and Kingdoms. 
He's also a really nice guy. He's also a really nice guy. He also makes films, made videos, worked on a bunch of TV shows. He's yeah. working on a reality show now. Um, so Steve has a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Um, and yeah, I've spent a lot of time on the road with Steve and it's always fun. Yeah. He yeah. seems like an easy guy to get along with. Pretty easy going. His mom makes these really good um, rice balls and she always brings them to shows in New Jersey. Oh, really? Yeah. They're Do they like, have like pork in them or something? No, I think they actually have rice, but they're like fried. Like mm. they're like these circles. I, I've never had anything like them. I think it's like a super Italian thing. Yeah, yeah. But they're amazing. I know what you're talking about. And yeah, I always have a lot of those. So <laughs> shout out to Steve's mom. Steve's whole family is great. Um his brother Joe's cool. Yeah, they're all great. Um, the Padulas. The Padulas. Uh, <laughs> look them up if you're in New Jersey. Um, but yeah, we talked a lot about Thursday, States and Kingdoms, reality TV. All um, the stuff you want to hear about. Yeah. <laughs> all the hot topics. Um, so yeah, I guess without any further ado, let's uh, listen to this podcast with Steve Padula. Is it good to like do this? Yes. Yeah. If you could do it a little Try louder. It. I feel like. Can you put any, that? Do we need compression on my coffee? Yeah. Put it's that like, in stereo. It's like an effect. Anything extra for the fans? Yeah. Other than just our voices over and over again. Yeah. Is you good. Think of that. Right. Yes. Joan often stands on his chair and, and farts into yeah. his mic. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. <laughs> the yoga comes in handy for that, I'm sure, because you have to balance on the chair. Totally. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hi. We're here with Steve Fadula from Thursday. Hi. And you might know him from um But it's Friday. It's Yes. <laughs> we got it in. <laughs> Already happened. Um I totally know the name of your current band. States and Kingdoms. States and Kingdoms. But like you when wanted I'm, to hear him say it? Yeah, I wanted to hear you say <laughs> it. And that's dudes from Small Brown Bike. Is that Jeff? Jeff from Small Brown Bike, who's also in Unwed. Right. And I can't keep track. I feel like he's in a million bands. Yeah, he is. And uh, uh, <clears throat> Ian Love from Rival Schools and Tyler. And that's it. We started off as a seven-piece, I want to say. And now we're four. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw you guys play maybe at like the Music Hall or something. Yeah, that was with Texas. With Texas, yeah. yeah. There were a lot of people in the band, it seemed like. There were six at that time. Okay. Yeah. The first practice was seven. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> and now four. Um, was that sort of just, that's just kind of how things shook out? Yeah. I mean, it's, it was just the, the you know, the attrition. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the attrition of like, you know, it was just because of adults being in a band and, right. you know, having families and moving and not, you know, being too busy and whatever. So. Was it, a, it was like an ex member of some other big band too, right? Uh, Jason Genevico was in, in the band for one or two practices. Okay. And he, he was, was in the promise ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it was funny too. I think, I think when Ian called me to do it, he, he was like, uh, I think Chris Daly was going to be involved too, or he was trying to get Chris Daly. And, um, it was for me at the time, I was just like, holy shit, I got to play in a band with all these dudes. I, you know, used to go see all their bands or whatever. But uh, it's great now. Like, everyone's awesome. You know, Jeff kicks ass. On yeah. The, you know, he's, so. he's great. He's yeah. a great drummer. Yeah. Uh, you just, Chris Daly, you just reminded me Uh-oh. of, no, 
Do you remember this? That time we did taped that Texas is a Reason thing at their practice? Yes. Oh, and, yeah. Brad, this is so funny. <laughs> Steve was like, Texas is a Reason when they got back together. When was this, like three, four years ago? Something like that? Yeah. Who knows? Can't keep track. Um, Steve was like, we're going to make this, like, sh- they wanted to make this, like, short, like, teaser video or something. And Steve does all this video stuff. So he was like, do you want to come ask him questions or something? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right. We're going to, like, go to their... They're practicing tomorrow. We're going to go. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's kind of far. It's in Midtown. <laughs> Keep in mind, this was, like, Texas Reason hadn't played in so long. And literally, we got there, and they just played, like, their whole set. I was like, me and Steve were the only people in the room. It was, like, a private Texas is a Reason show. <laughs> and afterwards, I was like, Steve... I was like, that was awesome. He's like, yeah, dude, you were acting like you had to go to, like, the dentist or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had no idea what it really was. <laughs> And yeah, that I was, was like, I, I thought you were into the band, so I figured it would be something you would enjoy doing. <laughs> I know? was, I just, yeah. had, I was, I was like, uh, I don't know, I'm just gonna be so... interviewing. I don't know, I don't know what I thought. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You're so New York, dude. so New York. It's like, it's yeah, like, anything what? good happens to me. I'm like, uh, I have to leave my apartment. <laughs> yeah, Manhattan's so far. Yeah, like, it used to be that you guys wouldn't come to to Jersey. Now, like, not yep. even Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you're in Jersey still. I am. Have you ever thought about moving to Manhattan? Uh, I. Well, yeah, I've thought of moving there or Brooklyn, but, you know, for a number of reasons. It's just, I I bought my apartment, okay. uh, you know, years ago, so it's also, you know, yeah. sort of tied to it at this point, you know. Yeah, man. Where are you exactly? Uh, a town called North Bergen. So okay. So it's, it's not far at all. Like, there's a bus right outside my door that goes to Port Authority, so it's super easy. Nice. You know? Um. So what, what kind of stuff do you do for work now? Because you were, I know you, we had Paul Schneider on the podcast mm-hmm. really early on. And you went to to school, school with, with him? him, yeah, yeah. And some other, like, was that Danny McBride and a bunch yeah, of those Danny, dudes? Danny McBride, uh, David Gordon Green, um, Tim Moore, who's another DP. Like that whole class, like the year above mine and, and my year, like they've been doing a bunch of stuff. And a, and actually now, like there was just like sort of a magical time at that school, I guess, because even the year year or two below me is Jeff Nichols, the director who did like Take Shelter. And, oh wow! Uh, um, what was it? and Mud was I think his last one, and now Midnight Special is coming out soon and stuff like that. But yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, I studied cinematography and then somehow wound up in a band that was more than a hobby, <laughs> even though I never thought it would be. Because I felt like because I I know like Jeff and some of those dudes went to Rutgers but then dropped out when the band picked up. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it? You were a little older, so you were able to finish. Is that how it worked? Or? So, yeah, I had graduated, and okay. you know, I you know, I'd seen Thursday play, and you know, just going to shows in New Brunswick. I still had friends there, and my uh, the guitar player Frank from my brother's band was filling in for them. Okay, and so then eventually he was just too busy with his band and stuff, so he said, "Hey, Steve's like freelancing. Why don't you call him?" And so that's how that happened. Gotcha. So, I mean, what was it sort of like those sort of early Thursday days? Like, how do you sort of look back on that? I mean, I remember just being, like, super excited because I, you know, and I always preface to them. I was like, look, film's first for me. I want to do, this is what I want to do. Um, but, you know, whenever I have time, I always wanted to be in a band and play music and never got to do it, The you know, you know, even full on on that level where it was like, you know, shows on the, you know, regularly and stuff like that. So I was just like, you know, really excited. I was like, yeah, you know, eventually basically it shifted. It shifted to like, 
hey guys, if you ever need somebody, like I'll give, I'll do this, you know, and thinking, you know, what's, what could it last three years? And then, you know, right. of course, 13 years later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, uh, but you were sort of still doing film stuff. Like, I, I remember, like, yeah. when we were on, like, Warp Tour together, you'd be, like, filming Andrew WK's set. Like, you yeah, were yeah. directing stuff. Like, it seems like you were always kind of doing that as well. I, I always try to... I mean, it's something I enjoyed, right? Like, those were always my two uh, loves were, like, making movies on some level and then uh, playing music. So I kind of was just, like, wanted to keep it going and... Then at the time that was, it was like sort of at this time when like mini DV format happened and like it made it so you can actually make sort of be- way better content than, than you could have in, in the, yeah. in the past. Right. Like, cause before that it was just like VHS and crap, you know? So that was like the first jump where everyone was like, Oh wait, you can actually even make a video that'll be on MTV with this that you could format. Edit. Yeah, you could edit it. You could computer. edit it. Exa- yeah, exactly. That was the big thing. The digital was, revolution. Yeah, Final Cut <laughs> happened, and then you were like, oh, wait, you mean I could just do this? I don't need, you know, a ton of money to do it. Yeah. And so we were on island at the time, and um, they needed all this stuff during that sort of explosion, and it just worked out that I was on Warp Tour, and I was like, I'll I'll do that. I'll shoot all the island bands and edit some stuff together. So, so it was like autopilot off. Yeah, like- yeah, it was autopilot <laughs> off, Andrew WK... And uh, it's probably like American Hi-Fi. American Hi-Fi, yeah. Yeah. We had those guys on here. Oh, awesome. Last year, uh, Jamie is, or Stacy is Miley Cyrus's musical director. I heard that, and yeah. Jamie plays yeah. guitar for her. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I heard that. And it was like, I think he's been doing it before so, she sort of really, yeah, he, before he started, the new yeah, they were Miley like, happened. When she was like <laughs> Hannah Montana. Yeah, like, exactly. This girl wants to start playing music. Yeah. Dude, would you be? And he's like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy how so many people, because I met you guys... When I, the first year I did Warped Tour for AP, 2002. Mm-hmm. And so many people from that, like, are doing just, like, crazy shit now. It yeah. seems like. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. It's funny how that whole world works. I remember, too, like, you know, when, when again, when we were on Island, I was like, hey, what, else can we, what else can I do? Like, I wanted to do more, you know, I wanted to get into also, like, trying to do scores and stuff like that. You don't really realize how difficult that is. Like everyone, every musician thinks, ah, I can do that, you know? Right. And then once you start trying to communicate with non-musical people about what they actually want for a scene, it's so frustrating. But anyway, I had, you know, I was trying to talk to the label about doing stuff like that. And I think at one point they gave us, uh, they gave me and Tim, I think it was a Haley, Haley Williams demo. Is that her name? Yeah. Haley from, yeah, yeah, from Paramore. Paramore. They're like, hey, would you be interested in like working, you know, like song doing, trying to do some songwriting and stuff, and uh, that we, you know, at the time we were just like, this isn't what we were trying to do at all, right? And that's funny, you know. Like years <laughs> later, you're like, holy shit, Paramore's huge, you yeah. Know? <laughs> and and yeah, and Tucker playing with the the, the Wanted and all that yeah, stuff, and like it's, Garden, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's really funny. Yeah, it's cool though. Yeah, it's it was, cool to see what happens. I guess. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. So what kind of? Because you. So, uh, so Thursday breaks up, and then what's it like? Two thousand twelve or two thousand eleven? Four years ago. Four years ago. That is. And yeah, you? Two thousand twelve. You know, I feel like yeah, you're right. It's like it all feels the same. Like I feel like I was like sitting this morning, like coming here. I was like, should I do some research? And I was like, man, if there's like a topic I know about, it's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I think I we'll be all right. Yeah. So much time with this band. Yeah. But uh, you were sort of working doing film stuff sort of after the band or what kind of work so like as the band was sort of 
coming to an end, I had started doing more film work again. And uh, by chance, actually, this is how it happened. Um, a friend of mine called me while we were on tour and was like, hey, we're doing this new show on HGTV. And like we, you know, renovate kitchens, you know, for people. And it's like, surprise, you got a new kitchen. Not surprise, but like you're involved in the process, and but you got a new kitchen. And uh, my friend was like, what's your kitchen like? Do you want a new one? And I was like, oh, whoa, this is going to be awesome, you know? But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, hey, actually, you know, what I need way more than a new kitchen is a job. Right. <laughs> so I would love to, like, shoot some stuff. And then that I, I rolled right into shooting the show called Kitchen Cousins for HGTV. And so I shot that for a couple of years, and then there were, like, two more incarnations of that show. It was always, it was like Kitchen Cousins, then it was like Cousins uh, on Call, then it was Cousins Undercover. So we did all that stuff, and then, yeah, that's how it, I started back into doing the film stuff. And now I'm doing uh, a show called Burgers Brew and Q with Michael Simon. And Cleveland. Food Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks, man. His restaurant, uh, Lolita, just burned down there. Oh, really? Yeah, you serious? yeah. I didn't hear about Luckily, that. Luckily, no one got hurt, but... Wow, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, it really sucks. He's a great dude, too. Yeah. So, you know, you actually... You know, you never know what you're going to get when you're working on these shows and stuff, but he's awesome. Do you guys talk about One Life Crew and Integrity? No. Uh, <laughs> he, but he... he tell, although, uh, no, but he's, like, friends with, like, a lot of musicians, and he told me some pretty fun Van Halen stories and, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Actually, he had... Uh, he's friends with... Uh, Kings of Leon. Okay. Like Caleb was on an episode or whatever. Oh, nice. So, um, getting back to HGTV. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> you want a new kitchen? Well, no. Like my, so my friend Dave Lewis was on one of those shows where like they redo your, your bathroom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he was like, it looked like they did it in like two days. And he's like, dude, they were there for like two months. Uh huh. And then someone else, Maybe it was Steven was on got pitched on a show and they were like it was like we're gonna build you a man cave but like you still had to pay for part like it was still like five grand or something right, right. I mean like how fake is that shit? <laughs> um, it depends on it depends on the show on on the show I've done a okay. couple where it's um some of them are basically like there's a budget from the network that's like here you know this is what we're willing to donate but they need the homeowners to be involved uh, with some sort. I don't know what the cutoff amount was, but they put in some money and whatever, and then they make the show. Um, when we did uh, most of those shows, they were, most of the shows weren't time related. Sometimes they were, but when they were, we actually like, they actually did it for the most part. There was a couple times where you sort of had a maybe fudge it or whatever, but there were several times where it was just like, no, like they're coming home right now and like they're finishing it or whatever. But I think that also just might be uh, the production company that I mostly work for. Uh, they're also friends from from college, and I think they just shoot it that way. Like I think a lot of other people don't. You know, they do. Like, hey, wait, this is a TV show. Let's just like stage all of it, right? And our, we've always just like been like, let's try to make it as real as possible because we're not dealing with actors on on top of things. So like, you want like real reactions. You want the real, you know. It it makes it harder in a sense because then you have to um, sort of roll all the time instead of like... Some yeah, that that some was shows, my next question. Yeah, some shows get in there and just like um, 
you know, these are the beats we need. And then they just get the, like, checklist, get them and whatever. When we were doing, we did the show, the, the last incarnation of the Cousins show that I worked on was um, Cousins Undercover. And it was a surprise show. And this was, like, straight up, like, somebody in need or, like, that des- deserving would get some crazy renovation. Um, like, we did one for um, uh, a vet that lost his leg to an IED and and stuff like that. So, like, it it felt good in, in that regard, too. But I remember the shooting, anyway, shooting the pilot of, of that show, it was just, like, exhausting. Like, it was brutal work. Because you'd sit down for five minutes to try to, like, you know, get your bearings, and they'd be like, what are you doing? Roll, roll, roll. Like, go, he's carrying this. You know, you're like, dude, I shot him carrying the thing all the time, like, you know, for an hour already. What are we doing here, you know? And they're like, well, what if it drops this time? You know, like, so they, they wanted Jeez. to get it like that, and, and, and I get it, you know. It, right. it is just, it's demanding when you do it that way, you know. Um, so how many times do they shoot the reveal? Uh, we only shot it once. Really? Yeah, we would shoot okay. it once, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I th- I'm sure, it, you know, it, it happens. Like, and, and I think, look, when you're dealing with those shows, like, some of those people are actual, uh, like, actually in that business and can actually do all the things that they're doing. And there are others that are just, like, you know, they're talent and that's it. They don't, like, right. know how to, like, go build a deck or something, but they just get a- enough shots to make it look like it. Oh, really? But so I think that depends, too. So, like, when you're doing... It depends on what show it is, but, like, I'm, I'm sure that happens where it's just, like, totally fake. And then there's times where, like, on our show, those guys, they had a, uh, a construction company, they did all this stuff, and they knew what they were doing. Right. So it made it... Um, I'm, I'm sure in a lot of ways it made it easier, you know, because we didn't have to, like... Excuse me, really pretend you know we didn't have to really fake it that much makes it easier yeah don't have to fake it yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) do you this seems like not the kind of stuff you would probably watch in your free time like no No, not at all (laughs) none of it yeah do you watch like reality tv or any of that kind of stuff no 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 not not at all it it was funny in fact when we did when i got the call for burgers brew and q and they were talking about michael simon and i was like who's that and they were like he was Iron Chef for, like, forever, and I was like, I, I don't know. I never watched the show. And then once I looked him up, it was like, it was like a, you know, somebody revealed a curtain. Like, was like, how did I not know who this guy was? Every corner I turned, there was, like, a photo of him on a bus or something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. it's just weird how, like, when you're not sort of aware of that, of you know, certain worlds that you're like, they might as well not exist. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is everywhere. What, am I blind, you know? Yeah. So, no, it's not. It's not what I normally <laughs> It's it's not even necessarily like I enjoy it. I I have a great time. Like the I I've been so lucky. Like the crews on all those shows have been awesome. The the hosts of the shows have all been great. So like it's been a lot of fun. But it's not like what I you know film wise what I'd really like to be doing. You know, but you know, hey, you got to pay bills, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally, dude. Yeah. What um do you still like? Are you still working on sort of your own sort of film stuff on the side or I'm trying to um. There's, like, very preliminary talks about, like, a couple of friends that are trying to, like, get projects off the ground that hopefully I can shoot. But it's it's tricky because, like, even though, like, I have friends in that world, like, for the 13 years I was doing Thursday, they were, like, becoming awesome at what they did. So I'm, like, playing catch-up. You know what I mean? Like, it's – there's definitely a little bit of a learning curve with, with that sort of thing where it's – we're not learning. It's just the experience. You know, like, those yeah. guys – 
have been making movies and TV shows nonstop. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to find the people that want to do the smaller projects that it makes sense for me to do right now, you know? What was it like for you sort of when Thursday stopped after sort of doing that for 13 years? Was it sort of like, now what? You know, I think I always thought, you know, just think, I would always think like at some point this is either going to slow down or stop. And I always just thought it would be pretty easy because I had, uh, you know, the background in shooting and editing and stuff. And I want to be, I got lucky with getting those shows, but it's been really hard. You know, like freelancing is, it sucks. Like it, it's, it's awesome when you're like, okay, I need a break and I can go take a break. Oh, but, yeah. but when it's, when you need the money and, and there, and it's, and it's dry, like you're not getting any work, it's, it sucks. You're like freaking out. It's anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- exactly. So, um, <clears throat> uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> like, sort of, what was it like? Sort of, I guess, oh, adjusting oh. after doing the band for so long, becoming it, a civilian. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was weird. It was definitely. It was definitely weird. But I think, in a lot of ways, I'm almost feeling it more now than I did immediately, because it just seemed like the longer it went without without it, it was like, because you'd have this. I'd have these times where, like I said, like where you'd be, when's the next job coming, and I'd be at home like you know, either trying to find the job or hanging out. And it just was like, it was still similar in the sense of like, oh, well, when am I going on tour again? Or right, like, when, right. when are we going back in the studio? And it took a while for that feeling to wear off and be like, wait, wait a second. Like, no, that's not happening, <laughs> you know? So um, it was it was definitely an adjustment. I think it affected, I think it affected all of us, like in a sneaky way that we didn't realize. I mean, for sure, there was a lot of surface stuff where you're like, that sucks. Like, that was a big part. That was our life, you know, for a long period of time. So it was weird. It's like it's like getting out of prison or something. Not that it was a negative experience, but like yeah, yeah. when you're like reassimilating into the world, you're like, what is going on here? Um, but uh, I think there was like the, the surface reaction of like, oh, this sucks that that chapter is sort of closed right now or whatever. But then I think there's also the sneaky undercurrent that happens and you're like, don't even realize. And then eventually you're like, oh, shit, that sucks. <laughs> you know, I miss doing that. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, whatever. So do you still keep in touch with a well, lot of those dudes? Yeah, all of them. Yep. Yep. Uh, regular basis. I try to talk to all of them. I mean, there was I think there was like a period of time where I think everyone kind of needed some space or whatever. But I've never had any ill will or anything. So, I, yeah. Um. It's crazy. I mean, we were talking about that at the driving reunion mm-hmm. earlier. It does feel like every single band has like gotten back together and like not even gotten back together, but like gotten back together again. Yeah, like, I feel like Braid. Like at the it's like the yeah. reunion. It's like now like the third time. Right, right, right. I mean, right. I mean, do you feel any pressure with like whatever? Like Thrice is putting out a record. Like those guys kind of broke up the same time as you, and you guys were so sort of our trajectories were like exact. Like that was mirror so images. weird. Was so fucking weird. They got signed at like to the same label, like the same, same time. time. I remember when I did my first cover on them for AP. It was like a split cover. Like half were Thursday, half were Thrice. Yeah, and they were like the same kind of genre. Yeah, it was, and it was weird too, because like when we were both coming up, like it was like they were the wet doing exactly what we were doing on the west. They were doing it on the west coast, and we were doing the east coast. It was just like this weird coincidence, like. But everything seemed that way, where it would be like, you know, we'd hear like their record would come out, and I'd be like, I wrote a part just like that yesterday. <laughs> I guess I have to change it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was so much. Or like, like Visu, like when they had like the Dave Eggers art, I was like, this seems like exactly something Jeff would do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. There was a, it was a. Separated at birth. Yeah, separated at birth or like the, you know, collective unconscious stuff, but right. like really strong between the, t- like our two camps. It was pretty weird. It's called, I believe it's called parallel thinking. Oh. I learned that because that's like a big group thing. Did you learn that singularity school? (laughs) No, we should talk about that though. (laughs) Uh, I learned that because it's a big, really big issue in comedy Mm -hmm. because there's so much stuff with like joke stealing and stuff. And but especially with like topical stuff, people will just come up with the same Same jokes, and then someone will be like, "Well, this person's been doing that. You stole it." But it's like, how do you know that they did? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been this whole thing with like Amy Schumer Mm -hmm. recently, and it's like. It's it's so ridiculous because it's like, why would someone like Amy Schumer, who's on like going to put out a national special, be like, I'm going to steal this like joke from a, a unknown comic from their special in 2006? You know right. what I mean? Like, it's there's, it's just kind of crazy to me. Like, I'm sure some people do that, but like, there are people are going to think of the same things. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, right? I, I, no, absolutely. But that happens in in everything. And I remember. You know, in film school, they always talked about it, too, because, like, if you think about it, there's always, like, pairs of movies that happen at the same time where it's, like, uh, like Dante's Peak and Inferno or, like, Armageddon and Deep Impact. What was the one? There was one a couple years ago. It was two movies on... about some historic figure at the same exact time. Who the fuck? What was that? Well, they just did the Steve Jobs one. There was two of those, no, but oh, yeah. not at the same it time. More, it was way more like random. Somebody uh-huh. who's been dead for like a hundred years. Or something. Well, then they both had like the the Seth Rogen and the Kevin James like mall cop movies. Yeah, yep. yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Like, so I remember being in like screenwriting class, and they were talking about like whatever you know original idea you think you have, you have in your head. Someone is writing it right now, right? Like, just yeah. so you know. I was talking about this yesterday with someone, and it's kind of weird because i don't feel like it's like that so much in music like obviously if you sample something but no one's like you did like you know like i feel like blink 182 is like done like the same like punk pork regression that no effects did that 800 band no one's like you rip that riff off like yeah for the most part yeah i think it's just more like accepted that like that's gonna happen to a degree but then there is there are times where people are like that's i wrote that it's like I don't. Do you have like a patent on G A and D? You know what right, I mean. Right, like every, right. Well, that's the thing. Know. Music is math. Yeah, you know, math is going to repeat itself. It, exactly. There's only so many yeah. variations, right? But that would happen all the time too. Like, I, you know, I would, we would record something, and then a year later or something, some song would come come on and be like, "Oh shit, I just stole that vocal melody and made it a guitar part." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? totally, like, totally. And and it's like you don't even realize it at the time. No. You're like, oh, this is awesome, and then you're like, oh, that's why it's awesome. Yeah, it's, and that's, you know? that's yeah, and that's another th- issue in comedy. Like people will come up with jokes, and then they'll realize, like, oh, I did hear someone do that yeah. like a long time ago, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like, because st- every you're taking in so much. Yeah, I think the trick is like, what's the intent? Like, if you're purposely doing that, right? Like, I remember. Uh, I feel like, wasn't there, like, that big Joe Rogan, Carlos, Carlos Mencia, Mencia thing yeah. that happened? and he was and, just insane and just, yeah, just literally just taking other people's and like, and, and, like, open like opening acts for his. Like, right, He would yeah, do yeah, the joke yeah. before he, they I did think it he was, or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, there's an insane video of Joe Rogan, like, calling him out on stage. Yeah. And, like, at, I mean, like, it was it was crazy. I think he was, like, mentally ill, sort right. of. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, everyone I know who's like, you know, obviously my sister's a comedian. Like yeah. everyone I know who does a lot of stand up, 
who's good at it is like if I find someone that's like and I find out that we're doing the same bit like I'll just be like oh, I just won't do that anymore right yeah you know like yeah. it happens but it, it's like yeah it's intent it, exactly is it is it intentional or not um I said there you know I think it was on the Rogan po- podcast they were talking about a story about there's like a different version of that or no no not a different version just different altogether but apparently uh Robin Williams would do that all the time but like he would do this thing where um he's just better at delivering the joke mm-hmm. and then so like he would like sort of take someone's joke but then like that person would get a check in the mail for like 30 grand right right really? I rem- yeah, yeah. I, re- yeah. I vaguely remember this too yeah and it just it would just be like uh like basically not like hey sorry here's well, much money whoa. you know it's also like in music you can reference you know like brian fallon always references other things yeah. like but i remember there was that thing uh with you guys in godspeed oh yeah and that yeah. was kind of like that. I mean, you guys were both kind of referencing the same thing. Yeah. But they sort of thought you had ripped them off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was the lyric from um, from the workforce, please take these hands and throw them in the river. Like, they have a song called that. And Jeff was saying that they it came from, like, I think it was an Octavio Paz poem, which uh, Ephraim's also into, whatever. But then I guess that... And it was Silver Mount Zion. And when they played, I think it was Barry Ballroom at one point, like, he, like, started talking all the shit about us on stage. <laughs> like, hey, you guys know this band Thursday? And then, like, people would, like, you know, whatever, acknowledge it. He'd be like, well, fuck them. And I don't know what he said exactly or whatever, but. He's trying to start a beef, man, don't you know? Yeah, I just don't get that. Like, and it sucks. It sucks, too. It's good like, for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, good publicity. <laughs> I don't understand that. The like I love those bands, but I had it for a while when that happened. I was like, man, fuck them, and it made it hard to like get past that. Totally. But I just felt so weird. Like e- even when they when Godspeed did their reunion, and I saw them at Terminal Five, I'd never seen them before, and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. But I just thought it was so weird. Like they have these like all these like super posy projections of like hope and love and whatever, and then you read an, an interview with Ephraim, and you're like. You couldn't be further from any of those things. Right. Like, totally. What, what is going on here? Like, you're full of shit. I mean, you make good music, but you're full of shit. You right. Know? Yeah. I just, I just said that. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. We're getting all the, hitting all the controversial topics. Um, I mean, do you guys get a lot of sort of like people hitting you up? Like, I love Thursday. When, when are you guys going to play again? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it happens. And, you know, and there's it seems like there's a bunch of people that don't realize that we like broke up. Like, we'll get messages on Facebook still that are like, hey, come to, you know, wherever on the, you know, the next tour. And it's like, dude, we haven't been active in years now. Like, sorry. Yeah. You know, we'll okay, get those things. Time. But yeah. We'll yeah, 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 next time. You know? Well, that's sort of how I've always kind of felt about you guys. And I sort of have had this talk with some of the dudes in the band, but I was like, I feel like if you guys had broken up between records or something, people would have been, because I felt like you guys were so consistent that yeah. it was like, you could just be like, I'll see Thursday next time. Like, they come through here every we year. We played a lot. Yeah. 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 Which was cool. I mean, yeah. I, I always like seeing you guys. But yeah, I felt like people maybe just got so used to that that they yeah. kind of took it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. We also sort of broke up at the top of a record cycle. Like, it wasn't, the record hadn't been on, out that long, I don't think, even. And we just were like, later. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was weird. But I mean, it's, it's, I guess you take for granted, like, with the internet, you just assume that, like, if you put something up there, like, everyone sees it. But right. Like, but even with the internet, people don't see stuff, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like. Yeah, I love it when someone like announces a tour and they're like, "Can you come here?" It's like this is the routing for the tour. <laughs> like, this isn't like a poll census. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, kids. <laughs> it's the kids. Or like yeah. requesting songs. It's like, no, this is a set list. Yeah, like these are the songs. Right. Or like. We talk about this so much, but yeah, <laughs> or like the opening bands. It's like get off stage. It's like we have an allotted period of time. time. Like yeah. we're not yeah. gonna. If you don't like us, we're not. Like the band isn't like. All right, we'll just headliner's gonna play now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Jonah's Gig Justice <laughs> of Jonah's jaded, <laughs> jaded material. There's so much. See, I think this would be a video series. We yeah, should, you could teach a class. It would teach be, kids. Just me being okay. cranky. This is gig attendance 101. <laughs> First lesson. There is... Does anybody tell me what this is? I'm holding this up here. This is a set list. <laughs> um, what... Speaking of the singularity... Uh, <laughs> what are you into like that kind of stuff are you into reading about it yeah I, kinda... I'm fast it's fascinating for sure um i you know i mean i saw transcendent man uh yes when that was sort of making the rounds and i saw that he has a new one out have you a seen a new it? documentary yeah no i didn't see that dude um we're talking about ray kurzweil yeah ray kurzweil uh so there's i think it's either out or coming out and I was excited when I like heard about it, and then I watched the trailer, and I'm like, "Oh boy, you know, really? it's like, it's kind of like there's a lot of weird, like dramatized stuff, like showing okay. the ideas. So like, I feel it feels like um, there's stuff like the Transcendent Man, but then there's like staged sections that feel like Gentleman Broncos. Like I don't know if you've seen that. Like it, fe- it feels like a like a bad sci-fi movie was made. Like weird. A, like not even a B movie, like a C movie. Like yeah, it's really that's weird. strange. Yeah. I'll check it out. We'll have to watch the trailer after. I alternate sort of between being like inspired by the stuff and being like, oh, like we're gonna like come up with all the solutions to everything. Living life's gonna be so much better. Or and then I alternate between like we're not even gonna make it that long. We're probably gonna destroy right. the planet in like a hundred years. None of this shit's even gonna. Yeah. Or, you know, or we're going to create something so dangerous that we accidentally blow up and ruin the planet or something. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. But it's all, it's also, I think the thing is that's fascinating about it is that whole exponential idea that's like present in the transcendent man. Oh, the Moore's just, law thing. Is that, that, that curve? Yeah. Where once yeah. you, yeah. So like might be like, oh my God, the world's going to explode. And then like in the, you know, the, the 12th hour, someone is just like, here's this thing that fixes it. You right, know, right. like they're like, we just got that last piece that you know yeah. it, it it makes sense like on a they they present a good argument for the way that works just cuz like the uh you know it's like like he talks about inventing the keyboard or whatever and being like oh well in 10 years the circuit board's going to be ready and then when the circuit board's ready we can do this this and this and then this will happen and then we can build off that and like cuz they talk about him like he pre- not predicts the future like a Nostradamus type or something but that he anticipates things right coming out like, and like sort of like, like he predicted like in advance when you know? like a computer could beat a human at chess like right. when this right. could happen and like predicted a way out and it all happened at that time i actually saw him speak uh a couple years ago oh wow and uh they did a q a and someone was like i don't like technology like what what about someone like me who like you don't want to embrace his stuff and he was like do you have a phone he's like she's like yeah he's like well every time you look something up on your phone you're going out to a cloud that's sort of um, you're already doing it. And she's like, I know, but like, I think people are really freaked out by the idea of like implanting stuff in their yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, it's simple. He's like, 
evolution is just going to be technological. Like you'll have these robots in your bloodstream that'll fight disease. You'll have you'll live longer, right. and be healthier. So he's like, you don't have to do it, but it's evolution. You'll just die out. Yeah. If you're people that don't do it, just won't survive, and that's fine. And and you know, in a way, I just thought about this now. Like it's sort of happening. Like already. Like there's there's some implanted device now that they have that uh, like treats sleep apnea or something. Yeah. And so, like, that's the same kind of thing. Totally. And then on a way weirder version, I read an article about how they, there's some, like, implanted switch for temporary visectomies. (laughs) Temporary? But basically there's a switch, so you could turn it on or off. Yeah, I heard about that, too. Push button switch? It's it's weird. Like, the diagram was a little weird. (laughs) Well, I think Uh the problem... Like, you would feel the switch under your skin and be able to move it. Right. That's fucking weird. That's awesome. The the problem is sort of, not the problem, but like like anything else, it eventually just becomes like an economic thing where it's like poor people aren't going to have access to stuff, rich people will, and it's like never like a level sort of playing field. Absolutely. Like it used to be 500 years ago. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I read this article today in The New Yorker that was not really related to the singularity, but technology where you could take... um, for people with spinal cord injuries who are paralyzed, you can take um, tissue from their brain uh-huh. or like their nasal cavity or brain and inject it and it actually like can regrow and this guy who is paralyzed is like able to like sort of walk around now. Like Holy he's in physical shit. therapy and it took a while, but, and he had sort of a special case. Like, right. um, but yeah, there's all this crazy stuff they're working on in stem cells. Yeah, so, stem cell stuff's crazy Yeah, too. so it's yeah. going to be interesting. Like it's going to be... It's going to be so weird, like, I, but I feel like some of that stuff just seems so weird where you can, like, pick all the traits of your baby, and, like, yeah, that yeah. stuff I, like, I really don't think is that far off. Yeah. Like, it sounds I mean, it like, like a Gattaca. sci-fi thing. It's, yeah. It, have you ever seen that? It's no. Insane. Oh, it's a great movie, but uh, it's a little different where they, for them, it's more like you can go and you get a DNA reading, and then they're like, you're going to live to this long, you're going to get this disease, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and it's like, you just know, like, here's, right. here's your right. life before you live it, you know? Right. Who wants um, that, man? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, they were talking about this on Rogan. They were like, this is like kind of the last era where it's like, you're not good. Cause it's like, have you, like, this is the last era where like, you're not going to have access to virtual reality. Like, you're living sort of in the real world. Right. Like, and already it's like, you fucking walk down the street, everyone's staring at their phone. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, already that's happening. But I mean, I feel like, have you seen the, the Google, like the cardboard? I've just bought like a VR, uh, it, it's a it's like a plastic version of the cardboard thing. Yeah, someone yeah. I didn't even really know, but someone was telling me about it last night. They're like for five bucks on Amazon or something, yeah. get this cardboard thing that like you slide your phone into, and it's yeah. actually like VR. What is it? Does it is it good or? I don't know if I got a shitty headset or not. I think it just depends on the content. Like uh-huh. the problem I have with it is that it's it's not sharp. Like it's a little blurry, a little out of focus. It seems like. But uh, it's cra- it is crazy. And, and the other thing I haven't done yet, which I think is uh, a big part of it, is when you put the earphones in. But so basically, you put this. It, it looks like a miniature version of Lawnmower Man. Instead of getting yeah. this giant thing, like you just strap this thing to your head with your phone in it. Yeah. And everywhere you look, you're it, it tracks. You know, it's crazy. Like, and they they have real footage. Like I think there's even a Foles video that you can watch that is like 360 and like so. If you turn around, like they're still over there, right. like it's it's pretty crazy. Like you're in the environment. Well, they're talking now about making films like this. Yeah, 
Yeah. And like the idea of, you know, that, uh, you, yeah, you could enter, you could be in the film, and yeah. and like it opens up a whole new like realm of like of how how to script it because yeah. obviously you have to draw people's attention when something happens. Yeah, yeah, like look over there. Yeah, there is there's one of them actually. It's like uh, isn't is it that horror movie Insidious or whatever it is? Like I think they made like a you know a little promo thing for Google Cardboard, and you um you know it's it's kind of fun. Like you're sitting there and like it definitely motivates you to look certain ways and then, like, something will pop up and scare the shit out of you, you know? <laughs> like, you're, like, staring at someone sitting at a table and then, like, they look, like, over there and then you look and then something just jumps out or blood <laughs> splatter, you know, whatever it is. But it's 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 definitely interesting and, like, promising, but I think it's, it's uh, well, I don't know. With, with Google Cardboard, I think it's more of an experiment because you're just using what you have with a phone. But, right. like, with something like Oculus Rift or these other sort of, more dedicated devices, it might be a lot better experience. I have a friend so, who I don't know. did a demo at his. He works in publishing, and he did a demo with a Samsung one, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it had these really crazy headphones, this big thing. And like when you turned your head, he was like the sound would move. Oh wow! Like he was like it moved with your vision and sound. And he's like, that's a part of the freak man, I guess. In one thing, he was like at the edge of a helicopter flying over stuff, and he looked down and like literally had to like grab the wall. He's like, yeah. I got vertigo. My, he's like, because it's like. Your body oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. can't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember when <laughs> people I was People cry. People come out of the Oculus Rift. Have you seen the YouTube videos of people... Like uh, old people doing it? Or Yeah, just like... And they, and there's an Oculus thing, I guess, where like people... You get beheaded. Oh, wow. And it's like the video of people and people are, are like just freaking out. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I, I mean, I know a guy who te- who is like a beta tester for the Oculus Really? Rift. That's oh, where wow. I get to check it out. And he was like... He was telling me about some of the titles. There was one game title he was that he was like i i what i won't even play it he's like i didn't even want to attempt it right i wasn't even interested in it because it's too hard it was like a horror title right and i can't remember what it was but um he you know pretty he, he was beta testing so he was using it and everything else and he's like this one game he's like i just know that it would be too intense and right immersive. <laughs> yeah it's 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 crazy right think about how shitty like Think about growing up 50 years from now when, like, all media, video games, movies, everything is, like, this amazing virtual 360. And then, like, someone's like, check out Breaking Bad. (laughs) And you're like, this fucking, like, 2D show? (laughs) Like, this is, do you guys really watch this? Like, no, this was, like, the best show. But, see, I think there's going to be a while before it gets there. Like, before they are able to, like, take that technology and apply it to something with the depth of something like a Breaking Bad... Like for now, it's gonna it's gonna be like the 3D. You know what I mean? It's gonna be right. like, you know, oh, it's kind of cool because it's in 3D. And like, you know, you we all see how that is now. Everyone's like, yeah, I don't really care about 3D. You know, right. like there was an excitement about it, and it's still there. But uh, I think people are a lot less interested in it. You know, I the cool thing is going to be what they're not what people aren't talking about is is that you know, and they have this now with the Oculus Rift is that uh, you wear these gloves, and so then your hands get tracked by the software mm-hmm. as well. So that you essentially end up interacting with real space. Right. And like, and you can do the whole, he said you can even do the whole minority report thing. Right, right. You know, you can, you can, you could, you can bring up your computer interface, whatever it is, Photoshop or whatever, and then you can do minority report on it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and then you also can project it over reality so that he was saying, oh, he was saying that one of the things you could do is like, he's talking about like virtual office space and stuff. And he's like. You can just dim the lights. Wow! It can, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, could, you could just be—you could literally have everything be pretty much normal. And you can just be like, ah, it's too, 
it's too light in here and just dim the lights. Yeah. In the crazy. room that you're in. Like just subtle weird, weird. shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what I knew that not only was it going to happen, but it was going to be huge. Uh, yeah. I think some of them actually now also come with like some sort of little camera that you have to put, you put sort of in the room in front of you wherever you are. And it can tr- it tracks your body. So like if you walk, right? Like it it it, inter- it interacts in that regard or something. My it's, Xbox One has that. Yeah, like it yeah. has a camera thing, and it like when I walk in the room, it'll follow me. It recognizes right. my face. Your but Xbox you can talk follows to you. Well, it's funny because <laughs> I, I I turned that off because did you? Well, because it's definitely like when you have that setting on, it uh it's listening all the time. Oh yeah, because you have to say stop listening, but who knows if that's really yeah. I mean, uh, well, even turning it off, who knows if that's really... <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, it's funny. I have an Xbox One, and all I use it for is, like, HBO Go and Netflix. I know. Like, I've never yeah. played a game on it. At like, all, really? I've, I have I've, two games. I, have, but... I, I got it. It's a long story, but I, I got it with two games, and they're uh. still in the shrink wrap. <laughs> because funny. I just feel like if I start getting into video games, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm unproductive enough sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. it'll just take over my life. Yeah. And then I sit there on YouTube for like five hours and I'm like, well, I'm not playing video games. Yeah, it's like, you, guys, yeah. you idiots are wasting so much time. Yeah. Like I just watched like like trampoline accidents for an hour. Right. <laughs> Amazing. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorite categories, escalator accidents, because wow. people will fall and then they keep going up. It's great. Uh, I those. Trampoline stuff. The um, trampoline one I saw recently that was pretty amazing was they took a a, uh, a clothes dryer that was, like, on its last legs, and they put it on a trampoline, and they put a giant brick in it, and then hit go, and the tra- and the thing is freaking the fuck out on a trampoline. It's the, really? Yeah, it's way more entertaining <laughs> than you would think it would be. Um, that sounds awesome. Patrick from Creepoy turned me on to forklift accidents. Oh, boy. So not, like, gory ones. Like, I won't watch stuff where people get hurt or killed, yeah. but it's, like, just people, like... Like trying to pick pick something up and just knocking over like just stacks yeah, of bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the other one I really like? Oh, do you ever watch those videos of uh, you know, like when a new phone or iPad comes out and the people will wait in line and yeah. then they'll smash it in front of everyone? No. This is a whole <laughs> genre where people will be waiting in line. They'll be like the new iPad, and these kids will go. They'll wait all night. They'll get the new one and they'll get in line where all these people are, and they'll just take a bat and just destroy it and, and just like to make a video. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. There's so much crazy stuff like that yeah i'll just yeah. spend hours um ugh, it's so good i someone just posted one thing that was so i it was so fucking bizarre um and it's one of those things on the internet always you're like oh i i've seen it all it's like no <laughs> never you know and there was this it was these drunk rednecks uh two white dudes and and there was a black dude there but there was uh um an electric chair on this dude's porch that was like wired to a electric box with a switch and everything and uh <laughs> and in back of the electric chair is a confederate flag and i guess the whole setup is like the guy the guy doesn't think it's real so he, he's like yo check it out and he gets in the chair and so it's two white dudes strapping in this black guy into no, this electric dude. chair in front of a confederate flag I'm like, what the fuck is happening here, you know? And then the guy, like, and they're clearly wasted. Like, they're talking about it's, like, 8 o'clock. It's 8 in the morning, and they're hammered. And uh, the guy, like, really straps them in, all of it. It's got, and it's the old school, like, 
like cartoon one where it looks like you have like a, Calf a strainer, on? like oh. a, a food strainer. Like the, under like head, the West you know? Craven. Uh, yeah, what yeah. What was that movie? Uh, Shocker. Or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, they he turns turns it on for like a second. The guy's like freaking out. They turn it off, and the guy, the, the guy in the chair is cursing out this dude like crazy. And suddenly, the redneck guy is like, don't talk to me like that. It's like, dude, you just, like, electrocuted him a little bit. I think he can talk to you however he wants. Right. And and then he turns to the camera. He's like, turn it off. Turn off the camera. And it's just, I'm like. What happened after that? Yeah, who knows what happened after that. But right. also, like, what was the point of posting it? Other than, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I felt, like, kind of fucked up Do you think it's it. real? It looked pretty real. Because I feel like I could all, be an idiot. I get I get tricked by stuff all the I time. I do too. But I'm not yeah. saying it's not. But yeah. uh, I, it looked pretty real. That's funny. and it was one of those things. Like you know, sometimes you see something like that, and then you're like, oh, I can't wait to read the comments more than actually seeing this yeah. video. <laughs> but there was no comments yet, so I was like, because I was trying to figure out like what is what's going on. That's here. the spookiest that's, part. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty creepy. Oh, here's another good category. Parkour accidents. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's, yeah. There's some really bad ones, but there's some, some are just like funny. Like this Just remember, like, none of the audio matters, so you can listen to the podcast while you're surfing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like dude will be like trying to like show off and just like miss, totally miss and like fall off yeah, like yeah. a building or something. There's some crazy shit though. Have you seen the ones in Russia? These people will. Yep climb these cranes mm-hmm. and like at like the top of like these fucking skyscrapers and they are like literally like will climb these things and they'll be hanging off of them and have their friend tape them and it'll be like up in the wind like like so high yeah it's Real insane dude it, it, it like makes that whole it's hard to watch fully petite like the walk yeah thing look like nothing you're totally like, you're like totally home, you're there's no safety net there's yeah you know? you're doing pull-ups on this crane like Hundreds yeah. of thousands. Of feet. I don't know how high, but did you see high. the one of the uh, uh, somebody like two guys base jumped off of uh, the the World Trade Center before before it opened? No. Yeah, it's insane, and they're wearing GoPros. Like the new one. Yeah, the new one. Oh, really? Yeah, like it was a while ago, and it was kind of crazy because so some kid, you know, <laughs> I heard about this snuck, one. snuck by security and got like got up there or whatever. He's taking and, like, selfies on the roof. <laughs> yeah. And 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 uh he got all this attention from it and these guys that did the base jump had done it like weeks ago or something like they had done it a long they did it before him yeah they did before him oh i didn't know that but they didn't release it and it was just kind of funny where it's like they were like oh we're not gonna get showed up by this little punk you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and then they just like released this video of them like on top of the world trade center and being like see ya and just jumping out and it's insane because you see them like land on the west side highway and uh but grab their shoots and then haul ass. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's like, oh, really? You took a selfie up there? Well, we jumped <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, of yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You might have gotten attention first, but we did it before you. Yeah, and then yeah. they all, they all like, I think they knew some of the work. They got obviously got in trouble and all yeah. sorts of stuff. But that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it's the, the clip is pretty insane. Oh man, yeah, lots um, of lots of visual to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is just us talking about videos you yeah. can't watch. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw some, maybe some links in this one. Some of my greatest hits. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's up? I know States and Kingdoms just played Saturday. Yeah. Um, with Shiner, are you guys like working on a record or? Yeah. I mean, we have so many songs recorded and, um, we just, we're trying to figure out like how or who should put it out and all that sort of stuff. It's just, 
You know, usually like you're in a band, there's like always the one person that like knows how to do all that shit. Yeah. Like, none of us know how to do any of that shit. So, which is funny because you guys have all been in bands forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just like not. That's not our strong right. suit. But anyway, Ian has a studio, so it's great. Like you will write a song and practice, and then just you know over the weekend go and record it or whatever. And uh, we have probably like I don't know fourteen songs recorded. Wow. already. So it's just a matter of you know finalizing some of the mixes and deciding how to put it out you know yeah so yeah it is a goal hopefully this year okay cool are you do you guys have any more shows sort of not not at the not at the moment but uh we're hoping to be more active this year so yeah because i feel that texas show i guess was kind of a while ago so you guys have been playing for i guess in some form for like two and a half three years and we have nothing out isn't that (laughs) that awesome dude i know trust me i know how it goes uh yeah it's it is really hard to be in a band as an adult yeah yeah it's it's much harder than i thought it would be it it is and and in a certain sense it isn't because i'm like i'm not stressed out that we haven't figured this out we just right. haven't done it you know like if, if we were like young kids that were like oh we're trying to get signed and you know all this stuff maybe it'd be different but yeah we're all just kind of like yeah we do want to get this out of here and we do want to play more shows and stuff like that but and we're proud of the songs but it doesn't have that same urgency in terms of... like trying of, to make it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean now? You right, know? right. Yeah, you have that's more a good... YouTube plays or something? I don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I feel like everyone is just like wants to just get syncs, basically. Uh, yeah, that's, like, that is... That's, yeah. that's where the money's... That's like the only place the money's at, I guess. Yep, yep. Yeah, so we'll see. We're trying to get all that done and, and uh, move forward. But, but it's also the type of thing where, because it's been so long, it seems like every time we practice, there's a new song happens. Right. And you always like that the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then you're, you know, prolonging and you're like, oh, well, maybe we should go down this path and see what else, what other new stuff happens, you know? Do you, do you ever listen to Thursday? Uh, Once in a while. Like, it depends on how uh, nostalgic I am that day. Or yeah. if it randomly comes up or something, you know, like, uh, like on a shuffle or something like right. that. But, um, yeah, so I mean, one, once in a while, it's definitely one of those things where, especially the last record, like, we didn't tour on it that much, so, like, it's not like we got to, like, live with those songs that much, and the the way those songs came about, like, some of them were just sort of born in the studio that wasn't like we were playing them forever and then recorded them and then played them forever on tour. They're all, like, s- still comparatively new, you know, so it's kind of nice to go back and, and check that stuff I out. I think that's probably my favorite record. Uh, no, the yeah. evolution. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I, I, me too. Uh, I mean, usually band members always say that, though, right? Like the last thing they did is what they. Yeah, for the, the most first. part, huh? Or the first, sometimes. Well, the first, but I feel like the first is usually like, you know, listener perspective. You know, right, like ah, you guys changed. You know, like yeah, or never, and and I get it. Like I have been. Like I say it all the time, and it sucks when people. I always equated it to like if someone would say to us like, "Yeah, I love I love Full Collapse," and like you just put out the newest record, and you're like, it's like going up to somebody and being like, "You know, ten years ago you used to be really cool, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you're not anymore." But we didn't think that you were cool ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, that's that's totally what it is. I don't know if it's you, but I was talking to someone. It's like, yeah, you put out like yeah, whatever. Like you put out War All the Time, and then people are like, "Oh, we love Full Collapse," and then you put out. The next record, and people are like, we love War All the Time. It's yeah. like, where were you when we put the record out? <laughs> that happened to us all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, Full Collapse I, was the only one, I think, that there was, like, an immediate thing. 
and every other one was mo- mostly delayed, like delayed like appreciation for it or right. whatever. And you know, but I guess people still talk about. It. And I said it's weird. I like being on the subway, and some girl will have like a Thursday Dove tattoo. Oh, really? It's like yeah, it's, it's weird. Like where it pops up. Like when I saw that. Remember I sent you guys that picture of that like business guy? And yeah, he had, like that was there was like a dude <laughs> waiting for the train, like full Wall Street suit, and he had this Thursday tote bag. And I was like, what the? F-? And the, and the and the 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 artwork for it was like very like you know bit like bit the Thursday businessman right. you know for the workforce song yeah. or whatever you know that was so weird. Yeah. Was there a story something? Um, you know Travis who directed a bunch of your videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a story about one of your videos. I don't know if we talked about this with someone else in your band, where like you guys like lit a bunch of shit on fire. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and like your amps burned or something, or no. Uh, yeah, there was like a pyro video, and it definitely felt a little bit like, who are these pyrotechnics experts? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, it was definitely scary, and I, you know, but it, it was fine. It was, yeah. Did you have any, like, situations, like, where you were, like, in the band where you were, like, super freaked out by something like that? Where, like, you thought a show was unsafe or, like, you're, you, like, had a crazy driver? Or... Crazy drivers, for sure. That that definitely happened. Yeah. Um, I think it was... Uh, yeah. Luckily, like, so when we did Warp Tour, I think we had... You do that thing where you're, it's so stupid. You're like, oh, I want to... I want to be comfortable on Warped Tour when you get two buses like an idiot. <laughs> and uh, so the, uh, the crew bus, like I remember before we even left, like we were leaving for the tour and it was parked in a parking lot in Secaucus, New Jersey. And some idiot parked their car like right in front of the bus. So like it was a little tricky for the bus to get out. But the guy driving the bus just pushed, hit the car and pushed it like two parking spaces over and then backed up and got out and claims he didn't see it, but we were like watching from our <laughs> bus, just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you get people like that that just like don't, and don't even, like, what's the big deal? And like, dude, you <laughs> just destroyed that car, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there definitely were other times. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, there is uh, Tour of Poison the Whale in Europe and. They, the bus we had, like, I think it was like festival time. So, like, there was no, there, there was like, they were like, pull this bus out of, out of like the junkyard or something. Apparently, like, it was, uh, the last time it was used, was bring me the horizon, used it and like trash the shit out of it or something. Like, so the whole time, like, you know, the, like the bus was leaking. Like, so like you'd be driving and there'd be like water dripping on your face, <laughs> like while you're sleeping, which, okay, like, no, you know, whatever. That's, that's, tolerable you know you're like it sucks but whatever but i remember we would be flying down the highway and i was like downstairs brushing my teeth and the door just fucking opened and we're flying down the road and like it's not like a small door it's really wide and so the do- and, and i'm just like brushing my teeth and i was shocked like i didn't even react almost i was like standing there i'm like i could die right now falling out of this thing but like it didn't even register <laughs> And someone grabbed me, like, what are you doing? Because, like, I was so, like, what's happening right now, you know? So, yeah, there are some experiences like that where, oh, it's, man. yeah, it's definitely terrifying, so. Did anything like that ever happen to you when you were touring, Brad? No. We always had fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Same here, pr- pretty I mean, much. I had some terrifying experiences. Yeah, terrifying van ride too. Right, dry- yeah, from Dino driving the van too fast. Yeah. In yeah. Band. <laughs> We've had that, like when you have yeah somebody that just would drive the van. You're like, this is not your, like this is not your GTI. Oh like God. there's a trailer attached to this. I actually and- get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, we did have a we did shred a tire. Oh yeah, coming over the mount, Rocky Mountains on a trailer, and it like, like caught fire. Whoa! It looked spectacular in the rear view, as I was told. I'm was sure. Driving. We we drove back from the first tour we did with Saves the Day from we were driving back from like Seattle, and there was like it was like right before Christmas, and there was like some crazy snowstorm, and we hit this point like we just wanted to get home. It was like the longest tour, and uh. We hit this point where they're like, you can't go back out on the road unless you have chains on all your tires. So we get chains for all the tires and put them on. They were gone in like, I don't know, five minutes. They just like broke off and like, so then we're driving again. And Tim was our our best driver and like, he was just like, he was the guy that was like, I don't trust anyone else. I'm going to drive this and and be as safe as possible. And there was a point where, we were driving and it was sliding a little bit. Didn't seem that bad. And then like we looked and saw that our trailer was like next to us. <laughs> and that was fucking terrifying. Whoa. Yeah. The trailer just like went Jack like this. Knife? Jackknifed and was like sliding with us. And right, we're like, right. oh shit. And then luckily like we just pulled over. Everything was all right and kept going. So, but yeah, I, I definitely have woken up many a time terrified of, you know, you're sleeping, and you're like, oh, my God, we're crashing. And you're like, all right, we're fine. You yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you probably don't miss that part of that. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I mean, do you see, like, you guys ever playing more shows again or sort of just see what happens? Or I, I think um, I've said from day one, like, when, when we decided, I was like, I can't imagine us not doing it again. It's just going to be a matter of when and how and whatever. Like, I love those guys. I love playing with them. I feel like, you know, there was a chemistry from an experience standpoint, that was just not something that's easy to find. And it would just be a waste not to do that again. And in my respect, just like if people like it, great. But like for us, just like in terms of the experience, that experience of writing songs and recording them and stuff was pretty unique. I think like that's that I've been in a million bands, but like, it's just, it's not, it's not always like that, you know? And uh, so it'd be nice to do again for sure. It's just a matter again, everyone's adults and right. you know, bills to pay and, and all that sort of thing. But like, just, it's definitely something I miss for sure. But I, I, like I said, I always, I always was like, yeah, some point I'm sure it'll happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, it's so crazy. My guitar playing is so informed by you guys. Cause I read that column you and Tom did oh, for yeah. guitar world with War all the time and open D and now that's the only tuning I can play. And that's every UN song's <laughs> oh, really? in open D. Yeah. I just started playing with a new band. I was like, can I play an open D? And they're like, what? And I was like, I don't, that's kind of the only the way, way I know I how play. to play now. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, hey, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't done it in a while. Like there's something about it. I think th- for me, that was like the Thursday thing. Yeah. And you know, I've thought about it. Cause like, honestly, like I've been thinking about mentioning it even with States and Kingdoms. Cause I feel like it could be a cool thing with Ian's voice. Totally. Um, so I might pursue that, but like it definitely was, I was like, okay, we've done that a lot. I need to, you know, uh, steer clear of it a little bit or whatever. But right. but also I think my approach to like being in this band was way more like, I just, I don't want to, I initially at least, I definitely didn't want to be like, 
some like super, not that I want to be super involved, but I kind of wanted to be like more along for the ride. Like, Hey, I'm not going to go crazy writing songs, but I want to like contribute, you know, but also just, I want it to be more relaxed and more fun, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, at the end it got stressful, you know, obviously with the band, but like not that Thursday was a negative experience or not fun, but I just wanted it to be different, you know, when I was doing this. So, yeah, you know, steer clear of all those, you know, reminders, I guess, you know? Yeah. And all those, uh, jackknifing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, I hope you Padula liked that one. Ooh. Because that isn't really even a pun. I <laughs> <laughs> just put his name in a sentence. <laughs> You're really pushing it. Yeah, really pushing it. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, see Padula. If you enjoyed listening to him, you should check out his, his band Thursday. They have like six or seven records and, uh, States and Kingdoms. Check them out. They're still playing shows. I think they just played at, Matchless, I'm sure they're playing. And check out, I guess, that show he's on, he's taping. The Padulas? No, not the Padulas. <laughs> the, uh, whatever reality show he's working on. I don't know. Maybe don't check that out. Steve probably doesn't have a lot of, it's not like he's, like, directing it. <laughs> he's not He's not getting any residuals. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, he's not getting paid. Yeah, support something where he'll get, like, four cents from Spotify. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of getting four cents, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can donate a dollar. I guess you could. Can you donate four cents? Ooh. Maybe you can. Enough people. Is that really what, what it would be worth? Just four <laughs> yeah, cents. Yeah, I guess it's a little insulting. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to donate a dollar, go to goingofftrack.com or uh, hand me a dollar like that guy did uh, <laughs> in Portland, I think. And he. Then he tweeted at me recently saying I'm the guy that gave you a dollar. So thanks to that dude. So yeah, hand me a dollar. Or, or buy Jonah a drink. Or buy me a drink. Yeah. You know, think about it. By buying him a drink, you're supporting his habit and he doesn't have to. Yeah. That's a really good point. Or buy buy Brad um some juice. <laughs> or a drink. <laughs> buy me an IPA. Or an IPA. <laughs> um you can also just uh, if you don't want to give us any money, that's cool. Leave us a nice comment on iTunes or tweet at us or tell your friends about it. Um, yeah, we're coming up on 200 podcasts. Woohoo! So that's very exciting. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I never thought I'd live to see the day. I didn't either. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we still got probably like another month. Um, but yeah, so that's very exciting. And uh, so thanks to everyone for supporting the podcast. And thanks to Steve for coming by. And we will talk to you next week. Yeah!